right. Welcome to We Are Something Else, episode 110. Who's crying now? And we're here. Fellas, 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 what's good with you? On a special Friday night edition, uh, thanks to the old NFL. CB was good, bro. Hey, man. Um, happy to be joining you guys on a, on a Friday. Uh, you know, switching it up a little bit. And um, yeah, man, I'm ready for the, the weekend to get started. This is one way to kick it off. Absolutely. E, what's good, bro? Man, I was, uh, before we before we went live, I was telling CB I just got a quick 30-minute workout on. And uh, damn, it, it just like hit me like these late workouts, bro. I got to, I don't know, I got to gotta twist it up somehow. Start something new, you dig? Do you, uh, you, you partake in the pre-workout? I don't because uh, work is enough of a pre-workout that I'm definitely ready for whatever the damn workout has to come with. But uh, no, nah, the reason why is um, um, I don't know. Like this is weird. Like old school. Like I don't even eat before workouts, right? Like I don't even even if it's like a if I do, I have to make sure it's at least an hour and a half period where that's gone by. But even with liquid, sometimes just because I feel like it's, it's set right there. That um just takes a minute. All right, absolutely. I, I can't eat before workout because I feel I don't like feeling heavy going into the workout. Got to feel light as possible, and then on top of that, I do take the pre. I do drink pre workout. Um, just depends on what time of day it is. I'm, we've probably talked about this before. Like first thing in the morning, if it's before my my normal hours, I'm pre working out because I need that. But if it's like in that 10 o'clock range where my body should be full function at this point, I really don't need it, so I won't do it. But then later in the evening, if I do an after work kind of workout, I got, I'm popping it all day. One, it's hard enough just to get up to go, but you need that extra motivation just to get in there. So, I mean, and y'all know I worked at GNC for like four years. So that was like my job in college. So, um, I felt like I was a dope dealer out of that joint when I was in Towson. <laughs> all my homies always had the protein powder on deck, you know what I mean? And the creatine, all that. And I look, and CB is still my, my pusher because I'll go to him right for, if I need anything or figure out, you know, is this good? You know, is this a – and when it comes to pre-workout, you do want a clean feel because I've had some where with the creatine in it or without creatine, it just gives you the jitters and it just it just feels like really weird how your body buzzes like that. So I've definitely gone to the CB before for the the pre workout kind of uh, you know well, hookup. What's that recovery life like though? Uh, so I don't I don't I know CB does he does the the post workout like the recovery drinks. Uh, I typically afterwards I'm I'm in water. It depends. So if it's outdoor and it's and it's hot, um, I'm, I'm my boy turned me onto uh, Pedialyte. Mm. So just to replenish electrolytes. Uh, but after like a normal gym workout, it's just water for me, uh, and maybe whatever kind, maybe some protein, whatever it is, just to to kind of refuel a little bit, but nothing heavy. I'm about to holler at CV about that because I definitely do the. I make sure I get the protein in the food that I eat after the fact. But I know you try to keep it in that that window of that thirty minutes, somewhat after you're done working out. So, right. And, and CB, what and break it down a little bit. We all know what the pre workout does, but what what is the is it necessary to take a post or like what, what does the post do for you? So all those supplements 
are exactly what that term is. They are a supplement to what you're already doing. So you should be getting the vast majority of all your nutrients from the foods that you're eating. So um, if you do get uh, a good meal uh, after workouts, then you might not need to be doing protein shakes or um, some of those branch chain amino acids and stuff, but it doesn't hurt. Um, and so it's one of those things where you don't want to be using those things as a replacement for actual real substance. Um, but, um, they, they do help and it helps fill in some of the, the gaps that it's hard to get. Um, as an example, creatine is something that our body naturally produces. Like it's, it's like, a what our body uses to recycle its muscular energy. It's a natural thing. However, from the foods that we get it from, we mostly cook a lot of it out because it's in raw meat. So when you're cooking steaks and stuff, like the more well done it is, the less creatine it's going to have in there. So we can get it from different food sources, but the only way to actually get the amounts in that make it beneficial for working out and speeding up your recovery and helping to enhance your uh, endurance is when you're supplementing it because that's the only way to actually get in an appropriate amount because it would be so difficult to do it from just eating alone. So that's when um, it comes into play and the supplements can really be um, a plus in your regimen. But, you know, if people have a really well-balanced diet and they're able to stay on top of that, you don't really need it. But if we're being honest, most of us aren't 100% on the diet aspect of it all the time. So it doesn't hurt to have uh, at least in my opinion, it doesn't hurt to have, you know, the protein shakes around because um, they can help also just be snacks in between meals, help you get the intake up. Because um, we know if we're trying to bulk up for the winter, we uh, we need to be getting in more calories and more protein because um, that's what our body's going to use to build. So, you know. Right, right, right. Okay. All right, fellas. Let's wrap. So, uh, and, and Mars hinted to it earlier. It's hard to believe, like, like we're on the eve of in my lifetime, like the first time America changed, because we're technically sitting in a change, a different type of way. America is changing right now, but twenty years ago tomorrow will be is the anniversary of September eleventh, two thousand and one. And everybody, and we probably talked about this a few times. Yeah, we probably talked about it last year if we went into a show with it. Um, but I'm sure everybody remembers where they were, how they felt, because that's just something you, you you can't forget. You know the the attack on. I think that was the first time I realized we weren't safe because before that, I mean you. you we are. We were spoiled as a nation, you know, because you didn't think about that. You're thinking that's the last thing from your mind that something like that could happen, because you know, oh, we've got the military. Military's never going to allow anything like that to happen, you know. But not to mention, you know, Pearl Harbor did happen, you know. So I mean, it has happened before. Um, so let's just go around like. Even if we told it a million times, where were you 20 years ago tomorrow? Because at this point, 20 years ago, at 9.43 at night, I, I would have been 
yeah. I, I was still, I was, that was going, I was going to my, I was, I was already into my freshman year. And, you know, party life, I don't know if I was partying, but I was definitely, I wasn't, I wasn't asleep at this point, but I wasn't thinking about what tomorrow would bring. But let's go around, let's, let's, let's just kind of talk about that as, as, as we kind of pay homage or tribute to 20 years of, of this. I mean, I definitely can't forget, um, was freshman year of high school, uh, and, you know, I've probably, I've probably told the story every year, you know, since, um, French class, freshman year of high school, one of the upperclassmen who was in this like French 101 class, you know, this dude who really needed these credits was listening to the radio, like through like a Walkman, um, instead of partaking in the class. And he was like, he sat in the middle. It's not like this dude was in the back or anything. Like this was the dude that was generally causing trouble or whatever. But because he was listening to the radio, he was the first person in the classroom to hear about what was going on. And so he actually like got the attention of everybody in the class. And if I'm remembering correctly, we like Montgomery County Public Schools got sent home early that day. Um, and I mean, Kaleo, like you were talking about, like you back in 2001, we didn't have social media the same way that we have we don't, the the access to all the information to think about how different it is now than it was 20 years ago is still kind of crazy. Yeah. But we did kind of feel like untouchable. You know what I mean? Like we're we're America. We're you know, we're big and bad. You can't touch us. And to have something like that happen. And then to have the Pentagon shit happen. And the thing was, is my dad was working in the Pentagon at the time. He wasn't at the Pentagon. He was like actually traveling. But um, like when that news came out, my baby sister didn't know. So she was like a wreck. Like it, it was like a mess until my dad actually got on the phone with her and was like, hey, baby, I'm not I'm not anywhere near there. But I mean, that that kind of stuff, it, it sticks with you. It's, it's wild to think that we've we're now on the, on the eve of like 20 years, you know? Yeah. Hey. Uh, wow. First of all, let's just slap in the face that uh, CB said that he was in high school at the time. <laughs> just damn it. <laughs> no. Um, so I got sophomore year at Morgan state. Right. And um, I heard my roommates. Who, first of all, the night before we, we had went out, and so that next day, like, it was just like a slow roll. And I remember hearing stuff. Me and my roommate, uh, Street, we had a TV in the room, and it was on. And you know how, like, stations just automatically switch, so you like, thinking, like, what the hell is going on? You know what I mean? Like, it's some public service announcement, or, you know, that you have those, like, super, like, the real off-kilt emergency joints room, like, you know, say, through the, through the campus, right? Because, you know, you tie into the campus, you know, they'd be sending those out. But anyway, so I remember looking up and the first building was had already been hit. And literally the picture that you have is that was my first view of when I saw the TV. And I was just like, damn, somebody just ran into the building. And then like I remember like everybody in the suite was like some food and ran into the building, you know, always thinking that it's just, you know, somebody who don't know what the hell they're doing. Right, because you're not thinking that. Right, right. That's fur. That's the furthest from your mind. But 
you can tell that if it was two of them, that ain't just one fool. That's 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 calculated. Um, but to kind of tie it in, just like what CB said, unfortunately, like my aunt at the time was at the Pentagon when that happened. And so clearly I was on the cell phone, like trying to get her. And of course, all the cell phone towers was down trying to get to her. And then they showed a picture of it. And you're like, now, you know, you're not supposed to know what side of what wing, you know, they're, they're on and shit like that. But I'm just like, come on, bro. Like, this is a whole plane. Like, this is not some little small little, you know, like a couple of windows. Like, it was a good portion of it. So just trying to get in contact with her was kind of like the, the crazy part. Because um, me and her had actually, you know, like I said, the fact that she was really the only blood family that I had on the East Coast. So we spent a lot of time together. But it was just crazy because it's just like... You know, unfortunately, I remember some of the other incidents because you still had the, um, uh, what was it, the uh, Timothy McVeigh, like the the bombing, right, prior to that. And even though that wasn't on that scale, you know, when you guys say, like, we were safe, it always, you know, had a sense of the stuff that was going on in the outside world of of what was happening and how really at that early age, you kind of realize, like, it's a whole lot of people that don't like us just because of the name America, you know what I'm saying? Um, and it's like, you, you fought with that. Like, why would that be the thing? You know what I'm saying? The, the innocent lives that you take just to prove a point that, you know, is hard to understand on any level, you know what I'm saying? For whatever reason and the fallout that came with that. But when you, when you kind of sum it all together, it actually created the career that I am currently in, which was security was off of that. Oh, I mean, people got rich. I mean, a lot of people died tragically. Terrible, you know, there's, there's, if you go, if you Google 9-11-2001, I mean, there's, there's the documentaries, there's the pictures, I mean, pictures of people who just were at the top, at the top of where the plane crashed in the tower that knew that it was, they were, the only way out was just to jump. And at that point, you know, you know what the ladder is of jumping, but you'd rather do that than just to be in it. Because I mean, the eventually the, the towers fell. I mean, it, it's like when I say like we were so blinded. Like you know, it, it's because we've never experienced that, and then like your 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 innocence is lost. I think you know. That's just one moment you realize again, like this is some serious stuff. And then there was the plane that that uh, they say that the you know the passengers took back and they crashed into the field in Pennsylvania, and that was rumored to have been going to the White House. You know, there, there's I don't know if they've ever confirmed that within 20 years, but everybody knows where I was going. And you know, there's always the conspiracy theories of how that plane actually went down. But we know it didn't make it to where it was supposed to go to. Uh, I remember I was in accounting class. And I got out and I saw it just felt weird coming out into the yard. And it, the the numbness of everybody's face. And I saw tears. And I was like, well, everybody can't be crying for the same. You know, like, there's something going on here. Everybody's not tied to one. You know, something's happening. So I gave my mom a call. My mom, I realized she had called me or something like that. So I reached, I was able to reach out. And then she's like, did you hear what's going on? I was like, no. She's like, 
you know, the planes crash, you know, where terrorist attack. I think at that point they had labeled labeled it that. Um, and it's like, what? You know, it, it's still a, a shock. You know, at this point, I'm, I've never seen anything like that. So it's like, oh, wow, okay. And, and at that point, they, they did cancel class for the rest of the day. And I remember what I did. Because and it's so funny that subconsciously this is I did the same. I, this is playing back into my head now, but uh, I went to Circuit City and I purchased Blueprint. I, I couldn't wait. Jay Z's Blueprint had dropped that day, and I say that because I was listening to Blueprint yesterday and today, and I didn't real. I, I hadn't put two and two together that. That album is forever for me tied to that out to that day because I went to Circuit City to get it, and that's where like all the TVs are covering the news, and that's the first time I had saw the clear shot of the plane had had already gone into the towers, uh, the second plane because they the first one had already they were already reporting that you know they thought it was just an axe freak accident, and then while they're reporting that, you can see the second one come in, so uh, it's just. 20 years, wow. 20 years flies. Still feels the same because we've lived it. But uh, definitely, you know, I want to say, you know, my heart definitely goes out to anybody that was affected by that. Whether if you were first responder, all the way down to if you knew somebody, or even if you were just, you know, as an American, just heart goes out to you in that. 20 years. And still to this day, New York doesn't feel the same. That's true. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what we got in the all of it? I don't know what that part was, but all of it, exactly. Uh, On to something lighthearted. There is our man. Well, he's never been my man. <laughs> Clinton Portis. Uh, if you've been a Denver Bronco fan or a fan of the U. Uh, he he did he went to the U, right? Okay, yep. yeah. I can fan of the U or Washington football team. Uh there's Clinton Portis right there. And Clinton Portis is in a little bit of trouble right now. He's set to be sentenced in January. He's got a little bit of time, but you know, time flies. Hell, we're in the ninth month already. Good grief. He's sentenced to be he's gonna be sentenced in January for um, health care fraud, uh, making fraudulent claims um, to one of the funds that they have set up in NFL to help um, players who don't have them, who need medical help. He, he and three other guys, I guess he was the bigger name, so that's why his name headlines the scheme, the scam, because I, I read the other names, I don't know who these guys are. But, um, yeah, they got caught, and he's facing up to 10 years, if yep. uh, the max. So what they were doing, in a matter of two months, he was able to scam out nine, almost 100 grand in a matter of two months, making just fraudulent claims and never purchasing the equipment with the money. I think that's how it was working. He's supposed to buy medical equipment with the, with the claim. He never did. He just pocketed the money. Um, my first question is, didn't this guy sign a huge contract? 
I mean, we know yeah. that it, that doesn't that's always mean something, but but I remember him getting paid significantly, right? And to end up in this situation right here. Yeah, he uh he had like one of those tragic got defrauded by one of his money managers and basically lost everything that he had made. And you compound that <laughs> on top of the lifestyle that he lived. Mm-hmm. It really just was a recipe for for disaster. It's wild because one of my boys used to work for um, someone who dealt with his finances before he had these issues. Like it was, it was like, so it's, it's just wild. And as a uh, former Redskins, current football team fan, like Clinton Portis is one of my favorite players, you know, from the franchise of all time. So it is like heartbreaking to see one of those guys that we talk about, you know, thinking we're invincible when they're on Sundays and they're, you know, carrying your team, you know, you yeah. you don't expect to see them in a situation like this. And, and that story always, you know, carries over to be that, – that's, that's, that's the ongoing story sometimes where, you know, these athletes get paid and they have the mismanagement of funds of having the wrong people handle your money. But then I'm like – so I feel bad in, in a sense that I don't because why would you not know what's going on with your money? Even if somebody else is handling, why aren't you? Why aren't your eyes on your money when it comes to that? Goody, it's like you gotta. It's like you gotta pay your financial advisor to have a financial advisor, right? <laughs> like somebody to check the books behind the guy that's actually doing the books. But man, all in all, man, really, I say this. He he had a good personality that he probably would have fared better in this era because of like the dressing up and all the stuff that he did. Like it, I think that would have helped him maybe garnish a different type of lifestyle where, and maybe around the different ones where a lot of the cats that we hear about that don't have money or going through money problems. If they were in this era, they would do a lot better just based upon the the inform and the information was there. Because that ESPN thing that rolled out years ago with from baseball to, to all all of the sports is just far as like how they just go through their money. Um, but and again, anybody who's been through any NCAA clearinghouse, like there's there's a freshman orientation about money, about finance. They make them take. Yeah. They, and then before they even get drafted. Right. Don't they put they put them it's, in a course. It's it's a whole it's 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 but the, the the reason why it doesn't work is because they set it up like class and none of these fools ever went to class anyway, right? And you got forty of them in one room. They sleep. It's dark. They just trying to go out and either do the press and see what shoes company that like. They not focused on you telling them you're about to go from asking you know the so you know like the different breakdowns and I think this is what it comes to right the athlete that didn't get anything compared to the athlete that was in AAU that got that Nike bag that had the money in the shoe to the other athlete that was like, maybe had the parents, you know what I'm saying? That could give them, but you went from not having to now not wanting for nothing and nobody telling you how to maintain that. And then the fact is that you got everybody wanting from you and you're trying to kick it out, but you also hear in the back of your head, Oh, don't worry about it. Like, you good. You still got this coming in. You still, you're young. You're going to get another contract, another this, and this is coming in. Yep. So it, it just, it's sad that, that this is the case, but 
I mean, how many, how many stories do we have of other? And the, the bad part is when the the athletes scam other athletes, right? The Ponzi schemes of mm-hmm. they used to play in the same league and now they scamming the, the cats that are in the league that they played in. Like that, that right there. That's a whole nother conversation, but yeah. And so it's trust issue. It's trust factor, right? Because you are lotto pick or NBA, NFL, whatever. You can be you one of the top picks. People are people are recruiting you or telling you to leave college, or at that point you come right out of high school too. Leave the next level and go to the top because they are waiting on you. You're about to get paid. Okay. So again, this goes back to finance. I don't, I'm coming from nothing and you're, you're telling me that I'm, you know, I'm gonna make millions of dollars. Okay. And most of the time, the people next to me, whether it's my mother, my father, single mom, you know, no parent, you know, we we're, we're ignorant too, when it comes to money. And so now we're entrusting our, all of everything we're getting ready to, to come into with this this one guy, your agent, right? He's going to get you the best deals, so you almost have to trust him. You know, him get you the best deals and put you in the best situations. You know, we're going to make all this money, okay? And then you know he's telling you, you know, we're about to make four, you know, about to sign a forty million dollar contract, okay? Well, this guy just got me all this money. I have to trust him because he's getting me all this money. But you're not paying attention. Yeah, he he's got he's giving he's getting you a forty million dollar contract. But what is he what is what is he taking? He knows it's there, and he's steadily. Or and then they all just if you're if you're not smart, that's why you know I commend LeBron when it came down to that. He took a chance on Rich Paul, his boy, because. That's the that's the trust factor right there, right? And look at that. But it's just sad. I mean, you you hear a lot of these when these guys make these investments, like apartment complexes, Scotty Pippen with the airplanes, like you know, you make these blind, <laughs> ignorant to the fact investments, and they don't pan out, and you you lose. I don't. I, I mean, hey, shout out to Dirk uh, Dirk Nowinski for uh, being his own agent, and and literally negotiating all of his deals with the Dallas Mavericks and not giving that money to nobody but That's himself. That's why you got to know your shit. You got to know your shit. And Clinton Porter said he's going to pay back. You can make it right, pay it back, right? First of all, the the, the case was a mistrial. I mean, it was hung jury. They couldn't, they couldn't come to an agreement whether he did it or not. But then he confessed to it like two days or two weeks later. I don't, I don't get it. So... But I know one thing's for sure. I don't, I don't, I mean, you know, everybody thinks they can get a commentating deal. You know, they, I'm going to make all this money in the league and then I'm going I'm to go coach or I'm going to go commentate and make, you know, make some money doing that way. I'm going to be constantly working. Well, first of all, the money isn't always good on the other side because not everybody gets a head coaching gig. And then not everybody's lands on ESPN and, you know, or it's not as easy as you think it is. Because if you've ever seen Clinton Portis commentate on the sideline, it's like watching Ron Burgundy. This guy reads everything on the screen. It's almost like he played one of the most violent positions, you know, for a decade, (laughs) getting hit in the head over and over again. I'm trying to tell you this guy, he's 
And first of all, I mean, he, I have this. So if you've ever listened to uh, Redskin Radio, the old Skins Radio, yeah, Doc Walker. Yep. Oh my God, that guy. He's a tool. <laughs> first of all, he's a tool. Just comedy. He's funny. Then you have Sonny Jurgensen, who he'll make the call. He'll he'll commentate the play four plays later. So if the quarterback throws a touchdown four plays later, you know that they're on defense now. Oh my God, he just threw. Touchdown, Sonny. That was four plays and two quarters ago. It was what, what game are you watching, Sonny? But if you ever seen Clinton Portis commentate, I'm trying to tell you, it's like a deer in the headlights. It's like, hi, I'm Clinton Portis. Period. Look away at the person next to you. How are you doing? I'm Clinton. It's just robotic. It was horrible. But we'll not see. His strength, not, not his strength. Exactly. Absolutely. So everybody doesn't get that big deal. It's harder than what you think it is. So, let's go to this. First of all, I still don't get the cover. <laughs> it's a conversation piece. Um, I don't know. I but mean, those are the emojis, you know. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I mean, Drake doesn't discriminate. He's a certified lover boy. Yeah. Dropping okay. Um, e Rich fan club in the house. I'm, I'm joking. But anyway, Certified Love Boy came out last week. Uh, first of all, CB, have you finally listened to it yet? I've listened to most of it, but I've not listened to all of it. E, did you listen to all of it? I have listened to all of it. Okay. And I have finally, I, the first listen was in pieces because I kept getting interrupted and I couldn't find the flow. I couldn't, I couldn't find my flow into the music. Uh, so I, I went for one of my long rides. Uh, over the weekend, and I played it from start to finish, and I still tried to, and I thought it was me. I still tried to find the groove in it, but it's a good project. I will say that it's not, it's not bad. It's it's a good project, but to me, it feels like one of those projects where you he paced, he, he cut and paste a lot of songs to fill an album. There's nothing. It didn't feel like a, and I can't compare it to a Don, Donda, even though people want to. Donda to me, start to finish, felt like one, one, one mode, one energy, you know, one feel. It didn't, you know, you could still have an album that that's not the same melodic tune all the way through and still feel put together. This just felt like it was. I did this song two years ago. Okay, yeah, it sounds good. Let's just remaster it and put it on here. I did this song. Boom, let's put it right here, and that's what it felt like. Right, uh, so not a bad project, it's just and the sound was pretty good, it just just to me wasn't didn't have that flow. Thoughts? I mean, he's a singles rapper, you know what I mean? So, ah, um, his projects aren't gonna sound like the off season, you know, which. You can just listen to all the way through. It's one thing. Um, and it has its its ups and downs, you know, like it there's a story being told through through the music and everything. And it's hard not every artist it even has a goal to do that with their projects. You know what I mean? Like Drake is out here, he's got the most streams ever. He, you know, he's he's moving numbers, like he, the money's coming in, you know, to him, like why how how are 
how is anyone else going to say he's not successful? You know what I mean? Like, how are people going to say that this album sucks or it's trash when it's moving all these numbers and everything? You know what I mean? So, um, like, it's got songs on there that, you know, for the most part, why haven't I gotten through all of it? Well, because, you know, for some of them, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to keep listening to this one. Um, And I mean, probably to no one's surprise, the joint that I like the most on there so far is the joint with Lil Wayne and Rick Ross. So, um, you know, shocker there. Yeah, shocker there. Uh, That's actually a pretty damn good song, though, for real. I mean, and it's, you know, Wayne Spaz is on it. So I'm like, yeah, this is dope. Um, But, you know, it's, it's, this is kind of just like what you kind of expect. You, um, you kind of expect there to be a lot of, R&B type joints and um, Instagram, Facebook captions everywhere, you know, like he's always going to hit you with at least one liner, one. And then there's some songs where it's nothing but those, you know what I mean? So people are so ready to, you know, start posting lyrics in their story and doing all that stuff. Drake is executing the plan exactly how it's he's got it laid out. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. See? Yeah, I mean, I... CB pretty much said a lot that I would say, um, but I agree. It's a Drake album. It's not. We weren't looking for it to be not a Drake album. Like we weren't looking for him to come out with like a a, a Nas type album. Uh, you know what I mean? Like a, a album where it's only. And let's be honest, the fact that he hit us with as many songs as he did. You know what I'm saying? He didn't really have to, but he did. Um, Here's the thing that I that I that I I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I think it is just the way that the day and age of the album is now. And this is a little knock because if you really think about it, Ye's album is the same way. Whereas when you listen to it, it has its ups and downs. Because remember what we said, if you take his features off, you're not you're listening to Ye and then you're just like. I, I felt like I just heard the song two songs ago. Drake's album is supposed to sound like that because it's all his melodical, you know, R&B kind of whatever it is. Um, and I think at this point, he knows everything is about being mainstream, right? It's about literally knowing that he can tilt the needle all by himself. And he he's like... Do you think I care anything about what anybody else says? The fact that I know I'm about to come out, like you just said, his album. Cover. He does. If, if 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 you if you really don't understand his album cover, do you think he's like he was supposed to get it? Like, why not? I think he does. I don't think he does. I look, because, like CB said, the fact of the matter is, the fool came out with a whole album that he knew, regardless of the fact, even if he did his. One or two tracks that everybody know that we were gonna that we were gonna hear, right? You knew even after he said who was on what. Let's just be honest. You can take four. You can take both songs off with Future, right? Keep keep the Wayne and Ross. Because listen, matter of fact, let me just say this. Shout out to mixtape Wayne reappearing out of nowhere on his features all of a sudden because he's going back to that bag and not that bullshit that he was giving us for a while. I was telling my brother. He sounds healthier. You know yep. what I mean? And so, I think y'all know I'm, what I mean. Like he I'm glad sounds you said healthier. That. I'm yes. glad you said that. Do you think this verse was being sat on? Who's Wayne's? Yeah. 
No. But the way it sounded produced. No. I don't think not at all. I'm, just, I'm just asking. I mean, people have old have verses that they sit on. Okay. I'm nah. and, and because the I, why. I admit he that's why because because you said that he sounded clean healthier. That's why I was saying, yeah. Nah, the reason why, so and, and you go co-sign this. Because what song did you what song you been listening to the hell out of on on the uh, on the uh the Hitler one? Hitler wears hermit. I listen to that whole joint. That that whole he listens thing. to the whole thing, but Wayne snaps on that one as well. He does. Oh, he absolutely does. And I he also and, I, and that's another thing because that project right there has the same vibe all the way through. I mean, it gives it you. It's it's one project. You can tell he he built that from the intro to the outro. Just it, it, sonically, it's all there, right? And I was going to prove my point that Drake does care what you think. You know, he does care how how he's received is because we know the Scorpion album was changed after Pusha T got in his ass. That that's that a response, changed. but that, that, that's a response. What he I'm saying is that's if the, if that's the response, right? Mm-hmm. My question, my question to you is the fact is that I feel like he once okay, let's say he he did that, he made that change. What since then has Drake done that he knows that whatever he does and he touches is automatically just gonna be off off the kilt? Just it don't matter. Rashad. It's gonna be whatever is happening. <laughs> That's true. And what I was gonna say, I again, it's not a bad project, um, but the mixtapes Drake has dropped in the last past couple of years have been way more fire. The dark hours. If you're reading this, it's too late. Hell, even the ones where um, he dropped all his his, his mixtape singles, where you have the Jodeci, the um, all that other stuff, the uh, Paris Morton music, like that. To me, I find that Drake more interesting because it feels like it's more hip hop based. This the album Drake you get is definitely catered to females. It's commercial and. Yeah, very yeah. commercial. It's and let me tell you this. Future is the the worst rapper I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> He's the worst. Over, over, over Silk the Shocker? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not even, I'm, I'm talking about mainstream. I'm talking oh, about... Because okay. Future is, is everywhere. <laughs> and he is horrible. Meek Mill is the most overrated. Future is the worst rapper and I'm not gonna even get into whoever I, I sat here and watched Made in America last week, just because it was on, it was streaming, and I've never heard of 42 Doug, but that was that was horrible too. I, I'm I'm not, I'm not gonna go to that. That's a different type of horrible. But we're sitting here, that whole too sexy. What the hell is that? I mean, I know he took the the sample of somebody else, but I can't understand what you're saying. It's like he's yeah, uh, no. Yeah, but no, that's his- like why people like him, dog. It's the sound, and that's the thing. Like, future isn't it's not out meant for there. Me to get. It's right, not meant for right, me to right, get. right. He's not for like. I don't mean this as disrespect, so maybe he's gonna think it's disrespectful. But he's not like a hip hop guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he man. he he has a sound which a lot of people stole um, because he was killing it. You know what I mean? Like, how many future clones came out after, you know, he started popping? And, I mean, 
I mean, all them bro, all them. Uh, designer was hot for that split second, literally because people thought they was that he was him. Yeah, you know, like Did that shit's crazy. But yeah, no, nah, he's not necessarily for us. But he, you know, he's got a sound that a lot of people really like. Is is Twenty One Savage really that good? Here's, I think he's more he's more talented as a rapper than uh, than Future. Like they're not even in the same no, uh, facts. They're not on the same level. Funny, as far as I'm concerned. Funny thing is, is, is uh, Twenty One is actually. He his collaborations are good with like a with like a Drake or like a Cole. Like it just him and it, Cole the, might as well just do a joint album too. It's I, I think it I think it's because of like that melodic, like then he gets on the track and it almost is what you need to match the energy, which is not matching the energy. It's almost like bringing you back down. And you're like, oh, okay. Like now that I'm off of that, like here we are with the playing level. And he is I won't call it wordplay. Damn damn sure not calling it wordplay. What he writes down is just clever enough to get you. But F all of that. You already know what I'm about to go with this. Um, so let's just go ahead and tackle the elephant in the room. The track that Drake released. Again, that, that plays into people thinking he cares about what people think. That, there was no need for him to drop that. Why would you drop that? Yes, First it was. Of all, really? That, yep. that track right there is better than anything on Certified Lover Boy and on Donda. Okay. And you put it out. Reason why. What happened after that? What happened immediately after he dropped that out? People started listening to that song. <laughs> At least not, I did. Not so much they were listening to it, but go 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 further beyond that, right? It drew more people who probably didn't fuck with Drake to then go listen to it because they already know what Donda was about. It was to see if he did address Ye in his album because they don't fuck with him, right? And then everybody was already putting out which song was his reply to Ye, right? The crazy part is what nobody's talking about is the simple fact is how in the hell did he get the song? And nobody's talking about because everybody's always talking about Ye's camp is always this and always that because you got push in the camp. You got, I think, consequences still in there. He even said it himself. The only thing we trying to figure out is who the hell is the mole in our camp that let him get that song. You can't tell me that that don't you mean to tell me he cares about what people think about that song? The fact of the matter is that to me, chess move. I already knew that you had this song. I put it out. Yeah, but it wasn't even I don't think it was ever going to be released as Yeah, he said he was. Yeah, he said if he but made, it was if a he different verse. On, he said if he commented on him on this on the Loverboy album that he had his shit already ready for him. Yeah, yay, I mean yay that... playing tough, yay playing tough about his moms. Listen, I'm I'm just gonna say this, and I agree with Andre 3000. It was tragic that he used that that song with that person on there to go there with, with about Drake. Like, come on, bro. Like you are super in your feelings if you gonna you when everybody Everybody views three stacks, bro, on a different on a different level. You do that with somebody, some other. I would have loved to hurt. There's, I mean, there's obviously another version because he said that wasn't the verse that was there when they when they did the song. Yep. Still don't. It, it don't matter, bro. I, I to me, first of all, Kanye is already a sucker just for the 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 MAGA hat situation, and he's still claiming that he about to go get the red hat. Like, shout out to you, bro, because that's all you. 
You know what I'm saying? But the fact that you would do that on an album, you're supposed to be celebrating your moms, bro. That's how I know where you at mentally, that you would even go that route. Like, But it then, didn't make the album. So that's the thing. Like, It technically wasn't on the album. Cleo. It wasn't put on. Cleo. Look, we know what it was recorded for, but the fact that it did not make the album so, is not, it's not so you on mean, the album. So you mean to tell me that you and CB do a track, even though it doesn't make the album, but the intent even though it didn't make the album, was for the album if somebody said But it's a different verse, so now it, it's changed. Oh, okay. Andre's is still the same. Okay. Andre's is still the same. So, but so, it didn't make the album because, well, first of all, Andre's verse didn't make the album because of the, the cussing, right? So therefore, it null and voided the part of the album. So the verse is still very much close to it, but it just didn't make the album. I don't know. I'm just... That's the technicality of it. I'm just telling you the technicality. Of it. it doesn't matter. Andre 3000 had the best verse probably of 2021 20, thus far. Doesn't matter. All the he just comes up. in off the bench. He just takes the warm-ups off. The ninth drop, month of drops the year. 50 real quick. Steps back out. Facts. One verse the whole year. I haven't heard Andre on anything else this year. And that verse right there is the verse of the year. And, and because. You. Isn't this the anniversary of AT Aliens? 25 yeah. years. In the 25th? Like, three sacks. Him and Big Boy got to be coming out. You know, just... Doing stuff. I mean, oh, no. you know, so that's that Clear verse right boy there. Fucked from, it up for everybody. Who was that? Yay fucked it up for everybody. I'm not even worried about Yay. No, no. What I'm saying is, by him pulling that stunt and and doing it on that track, by him fucking up, because even even three like three sacks was like, I want to do a verse on 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 Drake shit. I want to do a song with 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 uh, Kendrick. With I now get I feel, that Kendrick. Get I feel that like Kendrick. Kendrick. I feel like Kendrick just is like over there with the Birdman hands, like. I, my last album, and Stack said he wants to do something. Oh, he could get that Kendrick verse. Him and Cole. If him, if if Kendrick Cole and Stack's verse comes out on a Kendrick song, I believe all that all that other play stuff out the way. He Kendrick gonna get that verse, and Cole might if Cole got a something going on on make said maybe on Kendrick's album, it makes sense. But okay. Uh, um, there's a couple other things on here before we. There's just one thing I want to bring up. Um, in in the quest of let me bring this up. In in the in the the quest of getting permanent brain damage, uh, or some type of major illness, or that's not that one, not that one either. Amanda Holyfield is fighting this weekend. In his quest to get some type of Permanent brain damage. This fifty-plus-year-old man, who I don't know who gave him a boxing license, because he's not all the way there, is fighting, and he's fighting some mixed martial arts guy who I've never even heard. I, I think I've seen him fight once or twice. Vitor's a th- legend, but the thing is, is this is this this is the Jake Paul shit. Like Holyfield, who we know actually is a boxer, was a boxer. He actually understands that sport, how you throw punches in boxing, how you use the gloves, all that. Belfort, he probably has boxing experience. He's also like up into his 40s. Um, He's going to whoop Holyfield's ass. The thing is, though, is that like you don't throw punches in MMA the same way that you throw punches in boxing and 
Belfort has like knockout power and stuff, but that's in the MMA arena where you can be setting up shots with, you know, kicks and these other things, which you're doing that with your footwork when you're boxing. You know, it's a little bit different. So I think Holyfield to some degree is picking his shot because this is a big enough name in the MMA community and, you know, Holyfield is still Holyfield. So, like, some people are going to check he's, in just he's, for just the comedy a name, dog. He's just a name. This guy's reflexes are null and void. And we are not I, tuning I could, in I for, probably like... Be Holyfield at this point. It, <laughs> I would hope so. It's that a part. shame. It's a shame. Right. But we know this is... It's definitely... Uh, these are these, like, carnival acts money grab type fights these that we're seeing the all over the place now. People want to watch right now in this pandemic. I mean, dude, that's, I mean, it's a topic for another day, but you know, are we going to argue that boxing isn't dying? <laughs> you know, shout out to Terrence Crawford. That's keeping it alive. Yes. Yeah. Bud's doing if what they, he can if, do. if they get that man a fight. Yeah. I mean, if everyone would just quit being scared. That part. We know what we want. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the extravaganza, though. I was listening to that camera. Um, Man, you know what? This one, actually, this one touches home a little bit. Um, Because in the household, there's there's usually that one or two things that ultimately kind of divides or separates how you might have two of the same things in the house, right? And usually this is the one, right? This is typically the one. Um, the, 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 the picture that I have for this, I feel, is uh, very near and dear to my heart. Uh, love the show dearly. And, um, you know, I think he said it best. But, um, you know, in this segment of Is It Just E, it's, is it orange juice with pulp or without pulp? That is the question. And I'm going to tell you right now, hell no to pulp, okay? Nobody wants to chew the damn drink. You know what I'm saying? It's not, you're not eating. You're just, you're just drinking. You dig? Um, that's just me, but I feel like that's the masses. And if you like pulp and your shit, there's something wrong with you. It'd be like sticking on the side of the edge of the glass and shit after you drinking it. Looks like you, you know, left remnants through your mouth and shit. Like, I just, I can't, nah. And this is, this is it, literally, this is a divider house. It, you'll have two motherfucking orange juices in your refrigerator because you got one person that likes this shit and the other person be like, I can't do it. I can't do it. You hear people ask when you go to a drive up, if they ask, they'd be like, the, the breakfast, right? They hit you with the breakfast. The simply orange juice is definitely simply <laughs> orange juice with no pulp. Oranges with no pulp. Holla at me. Uh, I see CB is cracking up, but I'm gonna go with Cleo first because I know CB got the story behind it. 
So, I mean, so there's, there's layers to this. Is there? Well, when it comes to orange juice, for sure. Okay. Uh, first of all, if I'm going to the store and I'm buying orange juice, mm-hmm. I'm buying it, buying carton, it, no pulp whatsoever. Facts. Absolutely not. But now, if you go to a restaurant for brunch and they make freshly squeezed orange juice, and because that shit hits a little different, they're taking the orange, they're putting it in the machine, and it, you're getting the orange juice fresh there. And then the pulp does get into that. I can't help that, but that is, I mean, that's delicious because it just hits a little different. But naturally, no pulp. But the other layer to this is, you know, there's that that frozen juice thing that's in like the freezer section when you pop the top and you put it Kids in Kids know uh, nothing about that shit, dog. Like that's yeah, literally from our childhood. You put it in the pitcher, hot water, whatever it is, and you stir it and all that. You can make orange juice that way too. Now, orange juice that way to me is not as good. The, the, the pineapple, pi- the pineapple orange exactly. frozen concentrate frozen is amazing. Frozen concentrate like a motherfucker. And then I'll tell you what orange juice I do hate. Donald Duck. For some reason, that Donald Duck shit is thick like a it's a smoothie. I, but I, I will say that's just why I said it gets it gets real dicey and level in different levels of orange juice. But if off the break, no pulp. But freshly squeezed, sometimes you will get pulp, and I'm okay with that. I'm 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 saying strictly from the store, you gotta make a purchase. Which one you going with? From the oh. store. Kaleo, like you said, it's more often than not, it's going to be no pulp. However, I'm not someone to turn away orange juice if I'm out somewhere just because it has some pulp in there. But I don't, if I want to eat an orange, I'll ask for an orange. Um, but I'm not, I'm not scared of the, the pulp, you know, like pulp, <laughs> fine, whatever. Um, pulp fiction, like Rashad put up, it was a great movie. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I think that people, this, I don't know why I think this way, but I believe that people that don't like pulp at all end up marrying people that love the heavy pulp. And also those are people that are split as creamy and uh, crunchy peanut butter fans. So I don't know why, but I feel like maybe people that really love the pulp also like crunchy peanut butter. You know what I mean? Does that feel like those go together? I mean, it'd be crazy how the like the funny nuances. Um, that guy right there, it'd be crazy how things work <laughs> out, right? But look, naturally, no pulp. Uh, like that goes into. Have we ever done talked about milk? I mean, the two percent, one percent, skim, non-fat. Does that make any? Uh, that could, that could well, be a whole other conversation in itself, too. <laughs> It, it can, and I'll, I'll send it to you guys. But there's a comedian that was just like, there's way too many milks now, right? Like, there's oat milk, almond milk. What a, like, you just milked everything now. So, at, at this point, you have more options in milk than you do, like, soda or water. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way now to not just have a plethora of milk options. Right. Hmm. I don't even know if they even have <laughs> Like a whip, 
There was a delay on hitting that. I actually hit it, and you started talking. No, no, that's right. Real quick, do they even still have skim milk? Have like, is that still a thing? And that shit is still out there. Really, skim milk (laughs) is. And how do you get all these percentages of milk? It's water. How much water they add to it? He missed the whole show. Like he stopped commenting after nine eleven. Like you, what did you miss? You missed a lot of good, a lot of good stuff there. Leave my man alone. He he fell asleep. Oh yeah, probably. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna fault him. Um. All right, CB. What we got for the for that good old soul swap this week? So, um, we've got a pretty dope uh story. So, um, Julius Randall, uh, who has um experienced so much somewhat of a renaissance since arriving um onto the knicks uh recently um got himself a deal he was six man of the year right um and his son went viral um <laughs> because they uh they were playing the nets or something like that yep. and he they caught him like walking through the tunnel being like i hate brooklyn or saying something <laughs> like that he went viral off of it and it's dope they got like a landmark like father son sneaker deal with jd sports um jd sports kids jd kids mm-hmm. um and so it it's awesome i think it's dope that um you know his He's bringing it's like a family thing, you know what I mean? I think it's always really cool when <laughs> I think it's really cool when, um, you know, you get to d- see all the father son stuff, and yeah, um, you know, it's it's funny to see, you know, because it was probably it was whoever's idea it was to get his son involved, like that, that was definitely the right move, like that's absolutely. I think the deal is more when you have a cute kid, it's more about the kid than anything else, and you know, the opportunity is there. Um, I think this, this is a good, it's a good move. Uh, you know, I had never, I knew JD sports was around, but you know, E from OT show, he loves JD sports. He's always talking about the, the deals that he's gotten from JD sports, um, for what to keep it a hundred or whatever. But no, nah, I think this is dope. It's a good feel good story. I mean, you get to, you know, take your son to work with you or work with your son, you know, and just the campaign and, you know, whatever. and he could, the kid has his own little um, kids now. Like, he's the face of the kids now, which is dope. So, That's feel good story. This is what we need. Yeah, echo everything you said. Um, when I saw it, I thought it was pretty good. Like I said, dope that they inclu- included the kid. But um, shout out for them highlighting black fathers. You know what I'm saying? With their Absolutely. kids. Um, and not just a... Uh, a guy resurging in the New York area, you know, uh, trying to make good from, you know, uh, almost being counted out in the league, you know, based on where he was at. But this is more of a feel good story of uh, a family man. You know what I'm saying? That's doing it the right way. And that's uh, put in the hard work that we've all seen, you know what I mean? From when he first came in. So I think that, you know, you want to include that because I think the, the family aspect of it really uh, brings it full circle for him. Absolutely. All right, CB, what we got for a copper drop? So um, I don't know who was paying attention earlier, but social status, they're in the midst of dropping two dunk mids. They dropped one today, um, the chocolate milk uh, free lunch, um, which you better believe the queue opened up on the social status website. They They had an awesome release, actually. The way that they did the release was sick, and that actually deserves praise. 
um, fighting the bots. The bot, um, yep. That was a big but the it was crazy because they opened up this queue. I got in literally at the beginning of this 30 minute queue and they randomize like your spot once the it opens up and it was immediately like 34,000 and I had like over an hour and I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm getting these shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but next, uh, not next week, but on the, um, the 18th, uh, they, they moved the release date. Um, this is the strawberry milk. So what's yep. super cool about both shoes is that they're taking all these cues from the, uh, milk cartons that we used to get at lunch when we were in school. And some of the details are really dope. Um, it has like an ingredients, um, section where it looks like yep. the, the back of a milk carton, the way that the, uh, the, the tongue kind of looks like the spot, like where you would rip off the, the top and everything. So um, this is obviously the strawberry milk version. You got a lot of the pink accents on there. You kind mm -hmm. of have like uh, like a milky swoosh, so cool accents. Yeah. Um, they're going to be 130 bucks. Uh, I'm assuming Social Status is going to do another similar release where there's multiple layers to the encryption. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, for me, these are definitely an attempted cop. I think these are dope. Tried to get the chocolate milk ones earlier, like I was saying. Um, and like we said, it's been the return of the dunk. These are dunk mids, and I'm still like, yeah, yeah I, I think these are these are six. So, Kaleo, what are you thinking? I'm cop, I'm cop for sure. Uh, and I, I hope that this 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 bot thing that they did is just a a sign of what's to come. Um. But no, nah, at least it makes you feel like you got a shot at it. I, uh, one of my friends on IG did land a pair of the chocolate milks, which is pretty dope. Yeah, uh, but yeah no, these are cop all the way. Um, if you can't see the detail up close, I, I suggest everybody go look. <laughs> Google it or go, and they're all over the place. And just look yep. at them. Just that the details are, are pretty dope. Uh, so you got chocolate, you got strawberry. I'm assuming there'll be a, a milk, just a white milk, maybe perhaps coming. Um, I don't know. I know that it was at least going to be these two. I know yeah. that for for sure. But yeah, copper. rich copper drop. Oh, these are definitely a cop. Um, that I'm gonna be honest. The, the best part of the shoe that I like is the inside. The fact that that shit says expires on, right? Like it. Any shoe that like goes all the way with the concept and not just kind of like teeters on it or gives you just a little bit like this, this, the chocolate milk and the strawberry milk, like this is actually to me, one of the, probably the dopest, dopest put together. <laughs> shoes of the year. Or, or, or as a quintuple, I'll give you another one. If they came out with the Cambodian breast milk ones, then <laughs> right. Clink, be, it'd be, right. Clink, it'd be clink, official. Clink, clink. <laughs> yeah. No, he's a yeah. Now, I think, uh, e rich to your point, I think this is like a collaboration done correctly. Yep. Like, yep. you know, they, I mean, we think about some of the dunks, like the dunk is one of the best silhouettes to try to tell a story with, um, you know, from the lows to the mids, to the highs from, uh, the way that they did the Tur Duncans, you know, like ah. how they've done some, uh, like the way that you can tell a story with it is dope. And I think that yep. so social status, they knocked these yeah, yep. that was dope. That was dope. All right. Uh, good old shoe and tell. I'll lead off. It's been a while since I led off. You can tell I ain't got shit when I want to lead off. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, but I did some digging. Uh, 
instead of going through some newer stuff, I figured, I mean, I got a lot of backtracking to do. Um, and in CB, you and I were part of the same journey on this shoe right here. Can't remember if you actually got these or another pair, but we both uh, were in the office um, trying to score these. Yo, yes. So Vans and Tribe Called Quest did a collab uh, for a couple different pair. And these are the ones that I, I, I mainly wanted, the Bonita Apple Bombs. A shoe that I still have not worn. So you did okay. I, I remember you. I remember it was this one or the, um, the other ones that I was showing up. There was but, like the lows. Yeah, the lyrics on the laces. These are nasty. These are so crazy. Uh, inside, the tongue is like a crazy like pink, but then there's the date. <laughs> I mean the size. That's the measurements yeah. right there. Measurements right there. Um, but yeah, if you remember that Tribe Called Quest stuff, so this is a great collab. Oh, and then on the back, yeah, um, great collab. And if you remember, um, I mean, Tribe, the, the fact that uh, Vans uh did a tribute to, to Tribe with like I think three different silhouettes, mm-hmm. it's just amazing. Um, that's still one of my favorite pair of Vans, and Vans are easy access, like they're easy, they're kind of easy to get. So. Easier, for that's for sure. Easier. You have a shot at Vans. <laughs> you get to get a true college effort at Vans. Uh, all right, he got the box already. Go ahead, E. Yeah, because I know uh, CB's going to crush it. But this is actually, if I, if, I, if I remember correctly, CB was on the lookout for these, right? Oh, no. And they're not new. I'm going back in the archives. However, they are they are going to drop here soon though. They're they're on they're 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 scheduled to drop soon again. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Notify me, click <laughs> the lows. And it's Those like are... the crazy part is how like pristine these still things are. And I like these I copped these when they first dropped. Um Clay, I think you remember I had them on my feet and you was like those are the look. The, I mean, you're talking about like I mean, other than the bottoms, which you can tell I wear mine, right? But the, if you, I mean, I I really take care of these. Like these. The fact right that here. the low looked nothing like the mid was insane. And it's it still, still insane. Was, yes, and it and it like it's, what, last, it's heat though. Like last year, or two years ago, they did like the other colorway to me with the elephant print. That was okay. That, that I felt like a stepchild, but those right there. Those are the ones. I mean, that again. They're obviously going to sell out. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Though these aren't going to be one of the Jordan releases that sit, but um, some of us have had good luck on sneakers and and Nike recently. Uh, it's been documented. I've had much more success on the confirmed app. For Adidas, so come on and bring it. This was a <laughs> shout out confirmed. to the human race. Tra- oh my yeah, gosh. Pharrell did it with these ones. The Sechona, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, yellow laces, too, right? They come with yellow laces. Uh, so, um, I'm thinking I'm probably I might actually swap them out, but the. 
is a this is a dope shoe. They're comfortable. Um, it's kind of following one of like somewhat of a I don't want to say minimalist, but mimicking um, like the natural movements of your foot and things like that. Um, not yeah. exactly sure if they're calling this cushioning anything. It's not boost, but still super cozy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, this was this was you know a dub that I was happy to get. Dope. Two dubs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you uh, you catch the soul links early and then forget that you entered in the raffle and you get the raffle too, um, you yeah. know, it's like oh, it Kaleo, did you hit? And he's like, no. And I'm like, well, you know what? <laughs> I'm sure that those Travis Scotts are still keeping you warm. Yeah, they are. I love it. And those chunky um, donkeys. Don't think I forgot. Um, <laughs> uh, you're done for the year. Like, let's just go ahead and put that. Oh, uh, no. I mean, I'm 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 racking up L's all the way around. I, I know that. Um, but yeah, now look. I'm about to get out of here, but uh, I appreciate you fellas. And again, like you know, 20 years tomorrow. So, you know, if anybody's watching, whatever, just, you know, as you reflect, if you were around to remember September 11th, 2001, spend a little time just reflecting on, you know, what you just in that day. I mean, it's going to be tributes all around on TV and stuff, but just, you know, just think about it. And then think about where we are now. You know, two different types of ways the world has been affected. Um, you know, and we're still 20 years later, still in the wrath of feeling the wrath of that. And I say all that because what we're in now, I'm assuming, you know, if people don't do the right things, we're still gonna feel the wrath of that. You know, so definitely mask up. We're not out of this. Masks are very important. You know, people are going to, to concerts and doing fun things and you know you can still be semi-safe i'm assuming you can still protect yourself but you know covid is still real trust me you know when it when it starts to hit close and you realize just how close it can hit you know just it's real everybody wear your mask protect yourselves you know who wants to be sick you know if, you, if you're not vaccinated, look, they're telling you it's free. People were people out here paying for for fake vaccination cards, but not but the, the the shot is free. People are ridiculous, yo. It's crazy. Spelled Moderna wrong. <laughs> Gonna get caught. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it, y'all. Uh, thank everybody for watching. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Yep. Uh, we got something else. Peace. Peace.